name is not Dr. Google. I'm Dr. V. I want you to be healthy and happy, so we're going to talk about all the things I can't fit into a 15-minute appointment. Let's get started. Step into my office. Hey, we are back with our part two of Itchy and Fishy. Itchy and Fishy, let's fix it. Vaginal infection. So the fishy part was BV, bacterial vaginosis, and the itchy part is yeast infections, candidiasis. So we're going to be talking about candida or yeast today. And we talked about BV in our last episodes. I strongly recommend listening to both because these two often kind of get confused. And it's very important to to make the distinction on what you have because they're treated in two different ways. So yeast infections. Oh my goodness. I think BV is actually um, one of the more common vaginal infections, but yeast is right behind it. I don't know a woman who hasn't had um, a yeast infection. And there, there are some, but yeast infections are very common. It's so common that we actually have over-the-counter treatments. You have the one-day ovule, you have the three-day, you've got the seven-day. And if you're having symptoms of a yeast infection, you can just go ahead and treat yourself. You don't have to pay a copay. You don't have to call the doctor. You can just go over the counter and get in it, get the medication at your local pharmacy or your Target, Walmart, wherever. Everybody has a treatment now. So what are the symptoms? Classically, the symptoms are a thick white discharge. So you'll start seeing, again, we talked about cervical mucus. That usually increases around the time of ovulation. But this is a discharge that you're going to have every single day. And most likely it's going to get worse. So the discharge is thick and white. Sometimes you might not see a discharge. You might just have a lot of severe itching. Itching, itching, itching. Like to the point every time you wipe, it is very itchy. It can even burn. Um, And so some people find themselves, you know, wiping with the toilet tissue or scratching. And the truth is, is that the vulva, the outside of the the female genitalia, remember, that's the vulva. They'll scratch so much, they start to tear. And so when you've scratched and you've already got a yeast infection, it can be a hot mess because you're you're burning and itching from the yeast infection. Then you kind of create a tear and then that gets worse. So it can get really, really uncomfortable. Um, usually if somebody is itching to the point where they're itching at nighttime or, you know, it's just, you know, every time they go to the bathroom, they're in there scratching for five minutes, you know, that by definition usually is a yeast infection. Y'all, that's the truth. And y'all know I'm telling the truth. Anybody who's had a yeast infection and I've had one and I've been in there, I'm telling you, it's, it's something, it's almost like you can't even help yourself because it's just so, so irritating. Um, you got to dig deep. But guess what? When you do that, it, it seems to kind of make it worse. So usually, if you will treat it as soon as you see it, you will much better off. The longer you wait to treat it, the more yeast that, um, that's developing. And then it's going to, you have to have a more ro- robust treatment. So if you just find out and, okay, maybe you just started itching today, the one-day treatment is fine. But if your symptoms are really severe, you've had it a while, I wouldn't recommend just doing the one day. That might not be enough. Usually three or seven. If you come into my office, I'm going to do an exam. And if I see um, this thick white discharge, and sometimes, like I said, people don't even have a discharge. I can look inside and the actual yeast is like coating the inside of the vagina. And that's different from your normal discharge. 
Also, what I see on exam is that it usually starts to go from white to yellow, and sometimes it's even green. And I want women to know about their body. So sometimes I'll take it out and just let people see it. And it really does, when it gets bad, it does look like cottage cheese. But it might not be white when you detect it, because if you've had it a while, it can go to yellow to green. So on exam, I can usually tell that, yep, you've got yeast. However, we do look under the microscope and we, we do like to confirm that you have yeast. Um, but classically, there is a, 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 a classic appearance on exam and we confirm it by the microscope. Now, what I will say is there is a, the test that we do is called a wet prep or a wet mount. And what we're looking for is we're li- looking for the little yeast buds. Um, that's the lamest term under the microscope. And so if we see those, we say, yep, you have yeast. Sometimes, though, we're not going to see um, the yeast buds. And at one point, I remember reading it was up to 25% of the time, sometimes we won't see it. Now, depending on if you're doing a very thorough evaluation of your slide and you've got a lot of yeast on exam, you should be able to see it under the microscope. But I'm saying this to say that some people, that test will come back negative but they are itching like the dickens. And, you know, based on your provider's clinical judgment, they may treat you. So just because that particular test is negative um, and they treat you doesn't necessarily mean you don't have it. They're kind of putting the whole picture together. So again, you know, that's what we do as your clinical provider. We kind of put everything together. We listen to what you're saying. We do the exam, we do the test, and we put it all together and we treat you so that hopefully the burning and the itching can stop. So the treatments that we would prescribe, um, not the over-the-counter, but the, your medical provider um, may provide a tablet that's also ca- called Diflucan, but the medical term is fluconazole. Everybody loves this little pill. Nobody wants to do the over-the-counter anymore because you take it and you feel better most of the time. So you don't have to worry about putting the cream inside at bedtime. And usually you just take it once um, and you're feeling good. Um, For some people who have a, a more extensive infection, I'll have them take one tablet every three days for three doses. Now, I have had um, women who actually come in red and swollen and inflamed, and the infection can actually extend out to their thighs. And so when you have an infection that's that bad and they are miserable, I also will add a topical, meaning I'll give them a cream um, that also addresses yeast. So we're doing the oral and we're doing the external. And that hopefully will take care of it. In a second, I'll talk about what other things can mimic a yeast infection. But usually that will take care of a yeast infection. Again, you need to have your medical professional because if I have someone who comes in with the worst yeast infection I've ever seen, one thing that I'm going to think about is why is the yeast infection so bad? Or if you're coming in with yeast all all the time over and over and over again, I'm going to start to look at other things that might be contributing to why you keep getting it. One thing that that I see and I like to, to treat or screen for is diabetes. So if you've got a lot of extra sugar lying around, guess who likes, likes that extra sugar? Yeast. Yeast loves that sugar. Yeast also loves moist, dark, warm places. And y'all, that's the vulva right there. If you're swimming and you're sitting in your bathing suit, it's moist, it's warm, it's dark, and it can flourish. But it also likes sugar. There are sometimes though we see this in women whose immune system is suppressed. So if you have HIV and, and that's undiagnosed, you potentially could, could have yeast infections. But guess what? 
yeast in the vagina is not the only place where we see yeast in an HIV infected patient. They might have yeast in the back of their throat. That normally is not there. That's usually a giveaway as, as well. So you have to be thinking if you're falling in the category of it's really, really horrible or I keep getting them and they're really bad, you want to be thinking about what might be contributing to you getting these infections all the time, the underlying causes potentially. So Every time you're having itching and burning, it's not necessarily a yeast infection. And that's why you need somebody to take a look. You don't need to go on WebMD or Dr. Google. You need to have somebody look inside your vagina, see what's going on. There are some conditions um, that are very itchy. And one of them is something called lichen sclerosis. Lichen sclerosis is usually, I usually see it in older women, but it is a condition where, for lack of a better word, the vulva starts to to kind of degenerate and we call it atrophy. And the, the labia, the little lips will get stuck to the big lips and they start to all blend in together. And it's a very, very, very itchy, itchy condition. And that's the hallmark of it. But when you look inside the vagina, you don't see all that white cottage cheese discharge. So if that's the case, no discharge, uh, and it looks like lichen sclerosis, then your doctor or your provider is probably going to want to do a biopsy to confirm that. Now, there are lots of other things that potentially um, can cause itching. And again, you have to have an exam, but I'm not going to name any names as far as who makes like perfumes and lotions, but people are putting all kinds of smell good in that area now. And you can just sometimes have an allergic reaction to something. It just kind of didn't agree with you. Um, And usually the hallmark of that is you put this spray on there or you shave or you did something. And immediately after that, you have the itching and burning. And usually if that's the case, um, you don't necessarily want to keep using that because it just does not agree with the skin of the vulva. Now, some people, and it does, I don't see it often, but if someone has a really bad allergic reaction, you don't want to go over the counter and get, you know, the yeast medicine for the burning. You probably want to get a topical steroid because, you know, it's inflamed, it's swollen, and you want to kind of slow your body's reaction down to, you know, the perfume or the lotion you put there. Now, one other thing that seems to um, also contribute to itching in the vulva is herpes. Now, we talked about herpes on a previous episode. It's also a common infection. It lives in the nerves and the nerves do what? They have feeling. So sometimes people don't actually see a herpes lesion. They don't see an ulcer. They don't see a blister. But what they see or what they feel rather is they feel some itching and some burning and tingling and they think it's a yeast infection. So what do they do? They go and they get the -the over-the-counter treatment and it gets better. Well, guess what? If you hadn't have treated it, the herpes infection would have been gone in the same time as when you treat it. So it kind of looks like the medication made it go away, but it would have gone anyway. Usually in five to seven days, the symptoms start to resolve. So for women who keep having itching and burning, that's also very important for you to have somebody look because if you're itching or you're tingling, especially in one particular location, and your exam doesn't really go along with having a yeast infection, then what I would say is let's entertain, you know, what else might be going on. Okay, we always have to have a plan B, C, D, etc. I will sometimes test patients for herpes. And I I previously said, I don't necessarily do it as a routine test until, you know, I have a discussion with patients. Routine meaning you don't have any problems. You don't have any symptoms. We're just checking along with all the other STDs like HIV, gonorrhea, chlamydia. In this particular situation, I will test 
for herpes. And you, again, there's a emotional reaction to learning you have herpes. So again, I don't I don't test people without letting them getting their permission about what is to come. Now, if you're having burning and itching and we're really trying to figure something out, we really want to test for that because it might be that you are that you have it and instead of you being treated with a yeast medication or instead of you being treated with a topical steroid, you need to be treated with a medication that treats herpes. So that that's one instance where I actually will test for this particular infection. And you know, sometimes it may not be the herpes, sometimes it is. This can sometimes be a complicated issue. By far, most people, usually you can get them under control and move on with your life. But there are some women that it's more of a chronic issue. Again, you need to address the underlying issues. I will say uh, recently, uh, it looks like that we are getting what we call fluconazole resistant um, yeast. And we talked about, you know, diflucan is also known as fluconazole, that little pill that everybody loves. But guess what? Just like other antibiotics, bacteria get resistant to antibiotics and the yeast, in, the yeast can get resistant to the actual um, fluconazole. So we definitely need to be judicious, meaning we need to be treating when we really need to be treating. And so sometimes, you know, patients will say, oh, I've had a yeast infection. I know I've had a yeast infection. I just want the pill called in. And sometimes folks get a little testy when you want to ask them, okay, well, what are your symptoms? What are you seeing? Because it's our job to make sure that you're A, taken care of and your needs are met, but also that you don't cause any detriment. So if you're taking fluconazole all the time and eventually it's not going to work, then, you know, we're going to have to go to other treatments. So look, if your doctor says, hey, come in and let's take a look. And if you're somebody who's like, I get them all the time, then the conversation needs to be when you come in, how can we prevent this from happening? And just understand that, again, we're trying to be happy and healthy and having an itchy vulva is not something that we want. Uh, I'm Well, you probably won't be listening to this in the summertime. Maybe you'll be listening to this in the wintertime. But specifically, if you are in the summertime and you're sitting in your bathing suit, moist, warm, dark places is where yeast loves to thrive. Um, So prevention very quickly is keeping the area nice and dry, um, making sure that if you have diabetes or prediabetes, that it's very well controlled, making sure your immune system is up to par and improving that as much as you can. Uh, limiting stress, making sure you're eating the right things um, is, is very important. And again, douching. We do not recommend douching. You can uh, get rid of the normal bacteria in the vagina that keep the pH normal. And I'm not trying to be a podcast hound, but y'all need to go back and listen to my previous episode. I talk a little bit more about the pH of the vagina. But essentially, you want to keep the pH normal because if the pH is normal, the yeast cannot overgrow. We want happy and healthy vulvas. So ladies, I hope this was very, very helpful. And if you have any questions or concerns, definitely reach out to your healthcare provider um, to have discussions about it. We can stay connected through uh, Instagram and Facebook. But this is one of those things where you don't want to manage it online with, you know, Dr. Google. You want to have somebody take a look and examine and tell them, tell you what's going on with you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Office Visits with Dr. V. My prayer is that something said on this podcast will get you started on a path to your optimal health and wellness. The information, including opinions and recommendations, 
discussed in this podcast is intended for informational and educational purposes only. Such information is not intended to be a substitute for the advice of a qualified and licensed physician or other healthcare provider. Although I'm a doctor, this does not replace the advice of your licensed physician or healthcare provider. So please, seek the advice of a qualified healthcare professional before making any changes to your healthcare regimen. And another thing, just by listening to this podcast doesn't make me your doctor. However, if you want to stay connected, please follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Office Visits with Dr. V. And go to my website at OfficeVisitsWithDrV.com. That's OfficeVisitsWithDrV.com. Let's follow up next time. Blessings.